Well, you hear the lovely tune on a Wednesday and Fridays, but it's not Friday. It is time, though, for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Been a while since he's been in here, but realty expert John Brodine is standing by, and we're going to have a little chat with John right after this. Real estate can feel a lot like this, but you should expect more when you're buying or selling a home. You should feel taken care of by someone who can turn jitters into ah. Someone with the tools and knowledge to help you find the one or sell yours. We'll take it. Someone who can make real estate feel less like that and more like this. That's Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And we are back. And welcome into the studio, realty expert John Brodeen. Hey. Man, I haven't seen you forever. I know, I know. Last last time I was supposed to be on, I had to switch somebody, had clients in town. So it's good to be back in here, though. I miss you guys. It's been how long? Uh, we were just sitting here talking right before yeah, we went on. It was in December, I think. Okay, that, uh, okay. Well, welcome back, man. a little bit before Christmas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, how's the youngin' doing? How's the kid? Really good, yeah. yeah. So she just turned two months old a little bit ago uh, on the 27th. Okay, so, I have seen you since then. Now yeah, I remember yeah. I asked you, are you getting any sleep? Yeah, yeah. It's getting better. She made it all the way through the night. Um, not last night, but the night before. So <laughs> she made it all the way through the night. Uh, one of these days, yeah. I don't remember which one it was, yeah, but um, blending together. Yeah, no, my wife's a rock star with that stuff. She's yeah. got to get up and pump in the middle of the night. Oh, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> she's still on maternity leave, so yeah, she'll be going back to work. She's kind of doing some part time right now, and then okay. she'll be going back full time. Uh, end it, it, of this month. Is she one of those uh, moms that's just gonna dread and freak out going back to work? No, I think she kind of needs it. Yeah, she, uh, I was gonna say she probably needs a break. Yeah, I mean she's amazing at the whole mom thing, but she also she kind of she's the type of person that needs that purpose and sure, sure, know, work towards something and have adults around. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, John, uh, getting back to the realty thing here. Um, you, you talk to people all the time. In fact, um, I I even thought about this, contemplated it for a while um, about buying a fixer upper, yes. possibly flipping it, doing whatever. But um, uh, when I asked you the title about this uh, podcast today, you said, don't buy a fixer-upper until you hear this. Yes. So here we go. Yes. Okay. So this, and I, and I think HGTV is somewhat to blame oh, for this. Yeah. <laughs> we only have a budget of $450,000, yeah. you know. Uh, come on. Every time Chip and Joanna Gaines yeah. they fi- find a house and <laughs> they put a hundred grand into it and it ends up being worth 200000 more than what they bought it for. Yep. And so everybody has this impression that anytime you find kind of an ugly house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to become a millionaire. Yeah, that you can just customize mm-hmm. it and make it luxury and that it's going to be profitable. That's probably the biggest thing is – you know, you can do whatever you want to a house. The possibilities mm-hmm. are endless. Mm-hmm. But to make it profitable, uh, you need to really have a have a good plan. You need to have some good market knowledge. You need a good agent helping you with this stuff because you don't expect the average consumer out there to to know all these intricate market mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know little details. But um, yeah, most people think that it's just going to be so easy to fix a place up. A lot of people overestimate what they're going to be able to do themselves and how good of a job sure. they're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I'll talk about is if I would not suggest doing everything yourself, especially like finish work. Oh, no. you got to uh, get a contractor. Yeah. you got to get somebody that does it for a living so it yeah. looks right. Otherwise, it's going to look like John did it. Yeah. Me. You yeah. know? Yeah. It, it, I mean, and I'm pretty good at it, but and, not that good. And there's a couple exceptions. So the only exception would be if your home is in that very lowest price point mm-hmm. because – 
when when you're going to sell it if the finish work isn't perfect that's kind of expected just because the expectations of homes in that price range are much lower Mm -hmm. and you have much less money to spend because that ceiling of what your property is eventually going to be worth is much lower sure so that's one exception and then the other exceptions obviously if you have some serious skills and experience doing that type of construction work um you know i even if you know how to do some finish work and you're skilled with that, uh, but you don't know plumbing and electrical, like aside from the most basic of things, it's still good to hire plumbers and electricians. Right, right. Know, if you do that stuff wrong, it's going to get caught in home inspection and it could mm-hmm. cause you a whole bunch of issues when you go ahead and sell the home. So we're mainly talking about for resale purposes here when you're buying a fixer-upper. Um, then you've got a couple options when you're buying a fixer-upper. So let's say you're whether you're pl- planning to kind of flip it and live in it or whether you're planning to uh, flip it and sell it or whatever, you've got a couple options. You can buy something that's got good bones that it's, you could move into it and live in it, but it's just ugly. Mm -hmm. And the major components in the house are sound. And then you've got the other end of the spectrum, which is just a complete gut job um, where everything needs to be done. And you, you've got major components that need to be replaced, like roof windows, siding, uh, you need to gut it to the studs, all that kind of stuff. So, um, if you, people don't understand quite how much money you need to have, if you're in one of those situations where you need to gut it to the studs, mm-hmm. you need to have a lot of reserves because you are going to spend a lot of money. So you need to have oh, access yeah. to a big line of credit mm-hmm. or you need to have a lot of cash that you're ready to spend in your bank account. Yep. Um, because it's really easy to spend 50, 75, you know, even a hundred thousand dollars, depending on the size oh, sure. and price point of the yep. house when you're talking now, one thing you said that that struck me, John, was good bones. Mm-hmm. So, um, say you've got somebody that that does have some skill, uh, they can do say seventy five percent of the work. But what I'd like to know is, um, um, I mean, I've done a lot of. I was a contractor for a long time. Okay. Um, yep. There's things I I, I I do finish work, but I don't like to. Uh, yep. When you live in a log house, it's a lot easier. Butt yeah. joints, you know, square everything's fine. But is it best to have somebody who knows what they're doing, even an inspector or something, come in? Because a lot of times, uh, for example, I know somebody with a lake house, and they decided that they needed to put more insulation up into the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they got up there, they found out that there was a lot of rot up there. It had oh. been leaking and things like that. So that's where the good bones comes in. But is it good to maybe have somebody come in? Because a lot of times you'll think, you know, okay, I could make money off of this. And then you start tearing into it. Like you said, you get yeah. down to the studs or anything. And that's when you find out the hidden things that might not be good. And next thing you know, you're in a world of hurt. You, you're, you know, one step forward, 10 steps back. So yep. the good bones kind of hit me there. Yes. So for that first example I was giving you where you're buying something that's cosmetically ugly, mm-hmm. um, but the major components are still in decent shape. And you're thinking of a probably a lower budget cosmetic renovation. Um, in that case, it's even more important to get a home inspection done because if you know, like in your in that case, you mentioned if they would have had an inspection and they would have climbed up in the attic, they would have found out that you know maybe that roof sheeting was mm-hmm. you know going bad, and that that's a way bigger project than they probably planned for. And every little hidden thing like that, especially when you're sinking a lot of money into a place, those unexpected things add up, and that could be the difference between you put fifty thousand dollars into it and you get seventy thousand dollars back, or you put seventy thousand dollars into it and you put get fifty thousand dollars back. Right. Yeah. Well, they've had this uh, lake place for a few years now, uh, have not really got to even enjoy it. Yeah. Because there's been nothing but work, work, work. You go down there for the weekend, you work. Well, now they're contemplating selling it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then again, the value of it is probably doubled. Yeah. But 
And Still. that's thanks to the market. Right, know? right. But as a to to err on the safe side, actually that's one of the biggest mistakes somebody can make is and I've seen a lot of people do this, where they buy a fixer upper, they have all these big plans for it, maybe they underestimate the cost of everything, and they get partway into it and they've done, you know, five out of the 15 projects mm-hmm. that need to be done in the house to make it move in ready and nice. And they've spent a lot of money already, but then they've run out of money or they just give up. And now you've got a house where part of it is very nice and moving ready and new. And then the other part still needs to be completely gutted. That is going to prevent you from getting top dollar for it. And that's a almost certain way to not be able to get your money back. Unless of course you hit a home run with market timing that could bail you out, mm-hmm. but you can never count on that. Sure. So Make sure what you plan to do that you're going to carry it out all the way through. Even if it goes a little bit over budget, it's better for the house to be completely done than halfway done. Halfway done is the worst situation you could be in because then you're still selling a house that needs work. You're not selling a completely move-in ready house, and that ruins the whole point for resale purposes of buying a fixer-upper and fixing it up to begin with. So, I mean, buying a fixer-upper, it is for certain people out there. Yes. Either you have a lot of money where you can hire a lot of contractors or you're very smart and a great contractor yourself. But you also mentioned um, you could be a contractor, but that might not cover plumbing. That might not cover wiring or electrical. Um, That's all stuff. If you live in city limits anywhere, that's all got to be inspected. Yeah, yeah. My main main advice would be if you're going to do it, do it all the way and do it right. Um, You know, it's... Otherwise, otherwise, because there is risk involved. Now you're taking on almost kind of a business venture rather than just buying a home to live in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to sink all this money into the house. You know, the alternative would just be to buy a move-in ready house that's going to go up as the market goes up, and that you're not going to have to stick additional money into it. When you're talking about sticking additional money into it, it's money out of pocket. And if you don't get that money back, you would have been better off just not having this hassle and buying a move-in ready home. So mm-hmm. if you if you have the skills and experience. That's going to help you because you're going to cut out that labor cost. But don't cut corners and try to do it yourself if you don't have that skills and experience. And, you know, um, yeah, of course, talk to your real estate agent. Neighborhood is going to be very important with how much money you can actually put into the place and expect to get back out. Don't expect that you're going to fix up, um, you know, a house in the worst part of town and all of a sudden it's going to be worth $300,000 and you bought it for 150 and you put a hundred into it. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. And that's, you probably have way overextended yourself with how much you put into it. Talk to your real estate agent about the type of finishes you should put in. Like in, in our goal price point, when we're all done, is it expected to have, uh, you know, quartz countertops and to have luxury, like luxury finishes, mm-hmm. or is it expected to have laminate, countertops and more like builder grade finishes sure because you don't want to overdo it with the finishes and the amount of money that you spend Mm -hmm. if it's over the top for that price range you're not going to get that money back now some of these houses that are i mean the true fixer uppers Mm -hmm. um are are a lot of these majority of these even listed or and and what i'm getting at john is is do you ever get a phone call from somebody that maybe you have uh, worked with or represented in the past and they said hey um you know i know a guy that's Mm -hmm. thinking about getting rid of this fixer-upper. John, would you come and take a look at it and, and guide me or give me some advice? I'm sure, is that something you have to deal with, being a realty expert? Yep, I've had that exact situation happen before. I've had it happen where a seller is like, I want you to find an investor that I could sell this directly to. I don't want this to go on the market. I, I'm kind of embarrassed by the condition this house is in. I don't want pictures of this online. I don't want people walking through this. I want you to find somebody. I'm willing to sell it for below market value so somebody else can take this thing and run with it i've had that happen Mm -hmm. um yeah and and it's a you know when you're it's it's people you know 
you also need to be in the mindset that if you're looking for a fixer upper, like the uglier and the nastier and the worse it smells and the grosser it is, this is actually better because this is more of an indication you can actually buy it below market value. Mm-hmm. The thing that's going to bail you out is buying it below market value. That's the whole point of finding ugly houses and mm-hmm. fixer uppers is that you can buy it for, you know, that there's some profit in there. So this is a house that, you know, could be worth 250000 when it's fixed up. It You could buy it for one hundred fifty. Need seventy thousand dollars worth of work. You know that's the whole point. Is you mm-hmm. need to find good deals that profits built into, and those are going to be the ugly, nasty houses. It doesn't necessarily have to be a complete bomb job, but most flippers are looking for houses that are more right. bomb job houses. And and depending on the neighborhood that this house is in, it could benefit everybody in the neighborhood. Oh, it definitely. Uh, does. I mean, you fix the house up, it's going to help your neighbors with the value of their house, and it's just going to help everybody out. It, it really does. It really does. It's, uh, you know you start seeing a neighborhood where more and more of those houses are turning over and they're getting mm-hmm. nicer, whether it's young homeowners moving into them and fixing them up. Or Absolutely. You've got investors who are fixing them up and reselling them. That helps bring up the values in the neighborhood. That makes the neighborhood look nicer and more well-maintained. It does It does do great things for a neighborhood. Sure, and, and uh, you can see that in certain parts of Grand Forks. Yeah. Uh, you you drive by, there's, there's certain areas of town that I drive by every day, and you'll see wow, somebody's actually going to finally do something with this house. And as you drive by twice a day, you see the progress. And then you can see it does make the whole neighborhood look a little better because otherwise you're driving by and boom, your eyes go to that eyesore. Yep, yep. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. I've I've had two or three this, or in 2022, where there were people who I helped buy the home. You know, Mm -hmm. found them a good deal on an ugly house that needs a lot of work. One of them, you know, one of them needed more work than the other one. Um, But... You know, all you know, all three of them, they did really well on it. They yep. they made a good profit and they sold after June, where the market turned quite a bit in June. Sure. They yep. sold after June and they still did really well on these because they bought them right. Right. Um, and they were uh, realistic and smart. They used my advice on what type of finishes to put in. They did a great job. So yeah, use your professional. So my main advice I'd give people be realistic about the rehab costs. Don't ever do it halfway and make sure it's done right because those are some of the biggest blunders that I see, um, you know, young first-time home buyers or new investors making when they're doing a fixer-upper project. Well, you know, um, not only are you a realty expert, John, because I just learned a whole bunch of things again, uh, but you should be uh, change it to realty expert slash educator uh, because every time you guys <laughs> yeah. are in here, I, you know, I think well, I'm learning more and more about the uh, realty world. But it seems like I learn more and more every Wednesday and Friday. If somebody wants to get a hold of realty expert John Brodeen, John, how do they do that? Uh, go ahead and follow me on social media. I put out a lot of content, a lot of educational content on all my platforms. If you want to become a client, my number is 701-213-5428. That's my cell phone number. Shoot me a text or give me a call, and I'd love to work together. And we will see you on Friday. Sounds good. All right, there you go. John Brodeen, your realty expert. And there's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast for this Wednesday. We'll be back again Friday morning at about 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm.